stay away from him. He had an affair with me and he gave me an STD. And this is actually the, the only place I've ever really spoken about it. So, you know, I appreciate the, uh, the time and giving me the platform to do so. Welcome to the Aloha Friday podcast, coming from the Landsberg Law Office in the historic penthouse suite of the Executive Center in downtown Honolulu. Here we talk to the most interesting people we know, from current events to how they got to where they are to how they see the world. And now, your co-hosts of the Aloha Friday podcast, Marcus Landsberg and Naomi Cooper Christensen. Aloha. Today we are joined by uh, Fernando Pacheco, the lead singer of No Villains Left, a local ska punk band. Let me say it again. No Villains Left. <laughs> this is, uh, I don't want to mumble the name <laughs> with my uh, years of experience. Uh, let's talk about Fernando first. He was, uh, was it, uh, uh, Seminary, the local uh, ska punk music scene, uh, MC of a local luau, if I'm not mistaken, and... Um, Went on radio show for a long time. He was the morning show host, and he was working on other morning shows as well. And uh, also works for the mayor and the culture commission, right? <laughs> so, uh, how much of that did I get right? Was I close to eighty percent? Or um, yeah, pretty much. Well, first off, it's Fernando Pacheco. Um, did I pronounce your name wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lot of people pronounce it um, in the Spanish version, which is Pacheco. But then Pacheco is uh, Portuguese. Pacheco, the C, the S-H. Ah. Are you and related to... Yes, this is Naomi. I was Go just ahead. wondering if you're related to all the Pachecos from Maui. There's like <laughs> a, a huge congregation of Portuguese, like blue-eyed, dark-skinned Pachecos. They're beautiful. Yes. That's always the question that I get. That's the follow-up question. Is, are you related to dot, dot, dot? Um, right? Yeah. right. I mean, you I, uh, guys got around. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just oh, like the sure. are everywhere, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my Portuguese lineage does come from Maui. However, ah. again, this is a total Portuguese story where my grandfather and his siblings, um, half of the siblings got the, uh, they got their middle name as the last name, like oh. a screw up under, under birth certificates. Interesting. So, yeah, so I'm actually my family is actually Santos, but a lot cool. of us are Pachecos. Oh, paper. that's okay. Every yeah. Pacheco I've met is really handsome, so you can just claim that. Just say yes. And, <laughs> you know. Okay, I'll and take the, that. The truth yeah. is, Fernando is somewhat famous for being handsome. I mean, it's not uh, wrong of me to say that that's true. Uh, well, you know, my radio name was Fernando the Love Machine. So. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Too bad we didn't meet earlier before I was married. I mean, sorry. Cut that out, Naomi. Cut that out. <laughs> Dial it back here. Cut that out. So, you can edit that later. <laughs> no, there's no editing. None of that. None of that. Editing. So what, uh, what I will tell you is, you know, growing up in California, I did not know that Portuguese existed until I came to Hawaii. I didn't know that mm. was not white. I didn't know that was not Spanish. I just thought <laughs> they're white people. And then in Hawaii, they're their own race. Yeah, the Portuguese are kind of neat here. It's the only uh, Caucasians that got embraced by the locals. <laughs> do you, do you yes. know why that is? Just out of curiosity, is there a reason? Or 
uh, because of the plantation culture, uh, the Portuguese were the, the Luna. So they were like the supervisors. So they weren't like the, you know, like as far as the Irish and the other guys coming in, like they, all the, the white people, right. They were like the big bosses. And then they had all these locals. And so there was this, um, this cultural gap and of course a, a language barrier. And so the Portuguese, they were like the middleman in between. They could speak, they could speak white, but they could also speak local. So they, they were the in-between. And so mm. they were pretty crucial as far as the whole plantation movement here. Mm. That's fascinating to me. I didn't realize exactly where that was. But when I came here, all of a sudden people talked about Portuguese. And I figured they were talking about Brazil or something. I did not realize <laughs> at all. And, at and all, we gave man. the Hawaiians the ukulele. That's correct. Yeah. And yes. I, I don't want to speak on behalf of Hawaiians, but I'm sure they thank you for it. Hey, you know, it's, it's the least we could do. <laughs> cool. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot of other things they brought, too. I mean, like the, the ovens, that's where you get the, the breads from, right? All the sweet yeah. breads, right? All the yeah. good stuff. All the real, yeah. like, central, the, the music, the even some of the ranching came from you guys. And I want to yeah. thank everyone yeah. for turning into uh, the Portuguese Culture Hour. <laughs> this is going to be uh, what we're planning to do is a recurring segment where uh, Mr. Pacheco will show up and give us a two or three minute uh, Portuguese history lesson, Portuguese culture lesson every few, maybe once a month. What do you think? We'll, we'll negotiate yeah. it later. We'll figure it out later. Just like how NPR, they do their Hawaiian word of the day, you know, like, yes. Yes. drop oh, some cultural knowledge on you. Unfortunately, right. we do not have someone to come give us a Hawaiian word of the day. We do have the Portuguese culture segment. Uh, right. and, that, yeah. and that, and that was it for today. We got to figure out some like bumper music <laughs> to let people go. To yes. the Portuguese culture segment. So, besides so before your... we, Oh, go, 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 go. Sorry. No, I just was going to answer no. his question because we never got to it. And he was asking right before I said, we should record. I said, um, he asked, how did you two meet, uh, me and Marcus? And actually Marcus didn't remember meeting me at first because, uh, he was he was kind of hosting a party in his penthouse, not intentionally, but um, there was a there was a ghost tour going on, and this is like 2011, I think, or 2012, somewhere around there. I didn't have kids yet, so it must have been one of those years. And there was so this ghost, the ghost tour, tour. right? I do remember that. Yes, and he was so you know loud and very like obviously fun, and and you can't forget his voice, and um, you know he was talking up a storm, and so of course. Um, we ended up following him after the ghost tour, which wasn't very exciting at the time. I think I think the penthouse with Marcus was much more exciting because he had. Um, Were these one of those know, like uh, Glenn Grant ghost tours? Oh God, I don't even know. It was oh God. It was uh, what was it? It, it was, was the, uh, it was the young professional. What do they call it? Chamber, Chamber of, of Commerce. Commerce. Yes. Oh, okay. They put it together for uh, people who wanted to be professionals but were too young yet to be considered old professionals God. and they put on this event and I think they charge for tickets, but we'd all just sort of sneak in. And then, um, we went on the tour, but it's really just an excuse to not go home and drink a, a little network. bit and right. meet some other yes. people in the community. So yes. I remember going on the ghost tour. I don't remember having Naomi or anybody come back to the office after. I just don't remember that. But there was a lot of people there, and he had a lot of free You'd alcohol. Think I would. 
Yes, but he was providing. He was providing all the alcohol. He was talking up a storm, and uh, I had no idea he was married because um, there. I didn't meet his wife at the time. I was with. um, I was with my to be husband at the time. So um, he ended up. He ended up kicking it off and and talking up a storm, and somehow we did keep in contact. And he ended up coming over to our house for dinner a few times. Um, I met his wife. I met his kids. I had kids the same age, and then it kept going. Um, and he's been fun. So I decided to keep him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually on my LinkedIn profile, Marcus Landsberg. Fun. <laughs> fun. That's the fun uh, and keeper. Yes. And, keeper. and, and kept. I'm, I'm a kept man. Yes. So that is, uh, I don't, I don't, I do remember the ghost tour. I don't remember them coming back to my office. I don't remember a party. I know I've never provided anybody alcohol in my life, but other than that, I'm sure the story must be true. <laughs> right, right. It, it wasn't you that brought the alcohol. There was, it was just there. I don't know how it got okay. there, but there was a lot of people there. There was a lot of people there. There was a lot of like fun late night hours there. Yes. Yeah, awesome. So Thanks for giving me the origin story. I appreciate right? it. Right. Okay. <laughs> so back to you. And that was, and that was the day uh, I reached across Naomi and said, hey, we're going to be podcast famous. <laughs> you know, and a decade day, later. Yes. And one day we're going to have Fernando the Love Machine, because that's yes. what he was known as at the time, uh, on our show. <laughs> and, and today's the day our dream came true. Yeah, look at you. Some Nostradamus action. <laughs> Nostradamus. Yeah. If only I could uh, predict the stock market. Unfortunately, I can only predict podcast uh, guests. <laughs> that's all I have. So I... Do- we could do a lot of things that we could talk about tonight, and I'm really glad you agreed to talk to us. But there's one thing in particular I want to talk to you about, and I know you were going through a hard time recently, uh, both you and your family and your friends. You had to shut down your social media and some other things um, because of an uh, unfortunate stalking incident. So do you mind sharing with us about that today? No, no. And um, this is actually the, the only place I've ever really spoken about it. So, you know, I appreciate the uh, the time and giving me the platform to do so. I want you to do it. I want to talk to you about it. And I, I think it's relatively rare that people consider men as a victim of stalking, at least in this matter. So yeah. Yeah. that's part of the um, reason I really wanted you to, but I don't want to do it if you're not comfortable. So I appreciate that. No, no, I'm, I'm fine. And it, you know, really, if my experience can help anyone, then, you know, it's all worth it for sure. So um, tell us a little but, bit about what's going on and how it affected you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, it, I think it starts out with what a lot of people that I assume, you know, experience where, you know, you could have a person in, uh, uh I don't know, your social circle, um, that, you would you would say, oh, that person is just weird, but they're harmless. Have you ever heard that, or have you ever said that to yourself about someone? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, that's that's basically what uh, was my experience for five years. That's you know is that yeah. that's the way they described uh, what's his name uh, Jerry Hannell, the guy in the guy who burned down the houses and killed the two police officers oh. on the yeah. shores of uh, on the the hill of diamond head was that he's right is the way they would describe yeah yeah just weird but but harmless yeah so that's the way i categorize this person um and then um i guess yeah about four and a half years into her just kind of hanging around me like she's always she'd always 
uh, be about 10 feet away from me. So not really engaging with me, but just kind of lurking and just observing everything that I'm talking about. And uh, Well, tell me the relationship. Is this someone you were dating? Is this someone you had hung, not at uh, all. hung out with? Or someone you no, had- not, um, you know, she was, is just strictly, I guess, you know, fan. It's just kind of oh. weird to say, but... But yeah, it's it's you know someone that would just come to all of my events, and you know I do a lot of different kinds of events, right? Because I, for one, I'm a musician, so I have those kind of events. I've done stand up, and improv comedy, you know. So she would come out to those. Um, oh yeah, one thing in the bio that you missed is that uh, yeah, I run eight hundred eight Green Thumbs, a gardening. Oh, I apologize. Oh my gosh, so fun. <laughs> so, so she would come out to my gardening events, but you know Ooh. like. One thing that I noticed to like those plant exchanges that I host, you know, that and even some of my, my concerts, she would come towards the very end or right after it's done, you know, and just follow me back to oh, my car. You know? Interesting. It's just, yeah, it's kind of creepy. Um, and then it got to that point that where she was trying to follow you home or she was. No, just to my car. Okay. Would she say yeah, anything? Like, did thought... she talk to you? She would just. Um, it almost seems like she'd ask me like a, yeah, I guess, you know, like a fan would ask someone a ton of questions like, mm. Oh, so uh, what's your next project? Or, you know, what are you doing with this? Or, Hey, uh, what's progress on your new album? You know, stuff that you would ask someone that you're kind of fanboying or fangirling over. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. So those kind of questions. Mm. And then it got to that point where um, she took it upon herself to try to, isolate me socially and what do you mean by the way that? that she would do that is through social media um basically attacking every female that i've ever posed in a photo oh, with god. or oh, that she's seen god. me comment on and accuse oh. me of having affairs with them affairs so so now it's saying? a you're a you're a you're a like a secret do you have a girlfriend you didn't know about she basically decided to be your social media girlfriend she, uh, I guess what her intent was is to, at first she was pretending to be all these female, f- uh, acquaintances of mine. Um, she would message other people saying, Hey, stay away from him. He had an affair with me and he gave me an STD. Oh my God. Oh, was crazy. Wow. Before you found out about the messages, well, uh-huh. how'd you find out about the messages? Because of friends that receive those messages, they would send like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I received this messages, uh, uh, this message, just want to let you know what's up. Wow. And so so did what you did you say? Know it was her? <laughs> I didn't know it was her for a while. I was like, at first, uh, um, you know, I would take it for what it's worth. We're like, okay, well, this friend that I haven't spoke to in a while, maybe she's upset with me or something, you know? So eventually I'd actually speak to the person that, you know, the message is claiming claims to be from, and they said, no, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and then that's when it turned into like this whole, like she changed her stalker or her harassment voice into the smoke type of character. Oh, wow. Tell us what you mean by that. What do you say? Wait, she had a harassment voice. Her voice at first was like the, Hey, he, he used me, you know, and I'm, I'm a victim, you know, and then it turned into, Hey, I'm an ex-boyfriend wow. of this other girl that he's been messing around with. Oh, yeah. oh boy! Because yeah. so, what were your what were your feelings when you first? I mean, I mean, that's kind of shocking. I would be a really embarrassed. I'd also be just super 
kind of confused and then I'd be angry. I mean, what were you feeling when you saw all these messages? Yeah, it's exactly, it's all of that. It's a wave and it's all hits you at once, right? First there's shock, right? Then there's a little bit of fear and then there's anger and it just cycles over and over again. And uh, it gets to that point where, you know, of course you, this is all coming through social media where whether it's her or friends, even your friends that are looking out for you, all of those messages stress you out too, right? Because they're all sending yeah. you screenshots. Yeah. Yeah. So it gets gets to that point where that's why I sh- had to shut everything down for like a wow. day or two. Wow. I, I don't want to be contacted by anyone, whether they're trying to help me or not. Just, and yeah. then that's and because I did that, that's when that stalker like that's when the switch flipped for her, and she was like, oh well, there's no way to contact him. And so that's when she showed up at my office or downstairs at my mm. office and hung so, out there for five hours. Oh, okay. So before she showed up, and I do, do want to talk about that. Yeah. At this point, how is that affecting your friend? I know you have two young children. How is it affecting your friends and family? Well, for my kids, I always try to keep them in the dark as far as like any type of drama that I'm going through. You know, whether... You know, it'd be band drama or, you know, if I'm, if I lost my radio gig or, you know, like any type of those kind of stuff, like for them, like life is on autopilot. Everything is fine. You know, I try to shield them from all of that. Um, but you know, as far as my wife, yeah, I mean, of course it started a long conversation that we had to have and, you know, and I don't blame her for not fully, um, believing me at first, you know? Because if this all comes out of the blue, then, okay, well, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And did she, so, I mean, did she, did she Did she end up finally just letting it go? Well, like, I mean. Well, tell us what happened once, when she showed up. Tell us what happened when she showed up at the, you said she hung outside your house for five hours? Uh, not my house, work? but my, my office. Tell us what yeah, happened when so, she hung outside your office for five hours. Yeah, that was weird. Cause so in the morning I'm at my desk and, um, at that point I don't know who's harassing me. Right. So I'm just kind of, I didn't even want to show, show up to the office that day, but you know, I'm there. And then I, my, uh, my coworker, she tells me like, Hey, um, I just got a message from, you know, my stalker. And she says, um, she's saying like to tell you to come downstairs and meet her. And I said, no, at that point, I didn't know it was her. That was my stalker. Uh, that that uh, it was her doing the harassment, but I I thought maybe she again right she's weird but harmless like she just wants to show up in person and try to console me just like how oh. everyone is trying to do online or whatever. So I said no no you know um, thanks but no thanks so just just don't reply at all. But then it really hit me like later on because I was at like at ten or ten thirty in the morning and then by two thirty or three same coworker is walking around downstairs and then she gets approached by her again Oh wow! saying, Hey, did you get my message? Like, Hey, can you tell him to come out? Like, I really want to just give him a hug. And you know, I came all this way to see him. And that's when it really clicked for me. I'm like, Oh, you know, that's when I started thinking back of like, um, like through the past five years, her odd behavior. And then as far as the person that the people that she targeted, you know, these are all people that she watched uh, from the other side of the bar, you know, talk to you. Um, yeah, exactly. Mm. And then did it at that point, you had a feeling it was her. What happened next? And then at that point, um, 
I realized that I had to let her know that I know it's her and to tell her to stay away. Mm. So I'm, um, I, I think I do know a little bit about the story, but I feel like the next step is what I would tell you is absolutely what you shouldn't do. But why don't you tell everybody what you did to let her know that she needed to stop and stay away? Well, what I did was I, I sent her a direct message. So that oh, okay. first thing was the <laughs> Sorry, was I DM. Sorry, that step. I yeah. skipped that step. Yeah. But um, because majority of harassment from her was coming through anonymous accounts, right? It wasn't coming through her. And so she would just keep coming through the all these anonymous accounts and the harassment wouldn't stop. And I know it's her, but I can't prove it's her, right? All I have so far is the proof that she showed up to my my workplace, but gotcha. I can't link her to these anonymous accounts. And so I at, at that point, I just got really frustrated. The one slip up that she did do is that after I called her out on – that I know that it's her that's doing the harassment. She changed her Facebook profile and her cover photo mm. to pictures of me or uh, me and her together through like all of these events through the wow. five years, you know, to make, to make it look like we we're close friends. But, you know, of course I take selfies with whoever, you know, is at my events. Wow. So when okay. you put it all together in a collage, it makes it kind of seem like we're close friends or something. So you mm. called her on it on via DM. Did you, yeah. Uh, at what point did you tell everybody that, hey, watch out, this lady's talking about me, I need you to stay away from her? Um, the day that I told her to stay away was the day that I put a formal thing out to everyone just to say, hey, everyone, thanks for your support. Um, I know who it is. I'm not going to publicly call her out on it because I don't want to stoop to her level by dragging okay. her through the mud the way that she's doing to me. Um, however, another 24 hours went by and then I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to just <laughs> go ahead. And I, I did a screenshot of her profile and everything. Uh, and then just so that everyone can see that it's her before you. And what's e go ahead. No, what's go even ahead. crazier is that, is that, you know, small Island, her sister is my dental hygienist. Oh Shut my up. goodness. Shut up. How yeah. awkward. Do you still yeah, have teeth? <laughs> yeah, I still have my teeth. I'm probably going to change dentists, though, to be honest. But um, that's probably fair. Yeah, but um, but she she says that she doesn't talk to her. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Which maybe you know why. Now we know why. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Exactly. So at the exactly. point you sort of publicized, but around that time, did you turn to friends and family for help? How did they feel? Like, how did they feel the fact that you were a male talking about being stalked? Um, there's the only people that said, um, that kind of played it lightly is uh, the people at the Luau where I'm an MC at, you know, <laughs> come. you know, they're like, well, first off, there's the guys, right. That say, Oh man, I want a stalker. You're so lucky. I'm like, no, you don't. You're just saying that you have no idea. Like the real world ramifications of what that experience is like. Oh boy. And then, you know, some of the females at the Luau, they were like, well, yeah, of course, you're famous, you know, or, you know, like they're saying like, you know, that's like a rite of passage for being an entertainer type thing. <laughs> you get the stalker uh, wrong on the... Uh, yeah. You got but the stalker award on your else, entertainment profile. <laughs> but everyone else was like, took took me very seriously. Oh, so good. I, I really appreciate it. Good, 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 good. 
So in terms of what bothered you the most, it sounds like it was more just like this frustration of, of just having like constant, um, accusations or, or somewhat of like a people mistrusting you. It just sounded like your reputation was really just getting damaged by this kind of uncontrolled factor more than anything or was yeah, it for sure. Okay. And yeah, so I, mean, I, I know people were talking about it for sure, you know, cause right. even my bandmates are like, yeah, I was at this thing and everyone's talking about you, you know, asking like, what's up. Oh God. And even my, my bandmates, they were like, man, I, I just, you know, because they, people are coming to them asking, Hey, what's going on with Fernando? Especially whenever I would go silent on mm. social media, right. People turn to them and close oh. friends of mine. And they're like, man, if this is what you're like, I maybe experienced 10% of what you're going through. And if that's what it is, then that sucks. Cause I hated it. You mm. know what I mean? Like they were telling me that. So. Wow. But the fear is not just that she's calling you or sending people letters or talking about your reputation. She showed up at work and waited for five hours. That, starts to get scary exactly so there's the real world fear and then there's the the i guess the the defamation right aspect of it too um but yeah so it's a combo of of of, of both of that you know yeah uh, and and the rebuilding of um you know my relationship at home and all of that kind of stuff wow I know that must have been, I was just thinking like your wife and, and I, my heart goes out to her because <laughs> that would be a really hard, that'd be a really hard role to play, you know, not just, not just like you having the stress of it, but also, I mean, that must have made her question you. And then, you know, that must've made yeah, her. And it's humiliating for her for sure. Yes. And then she's having other people question her and say, Hey, you know, and I mean, I'm sure that, that somewhere along the way, um, she might've even, you know, been angry and wanted to like, once you knew who it was, I'm sure that was hard for her right. to not say anything or do anything about it. Right. That must've been really hard. Yeah, for sure. You know, especially once I did get the, the TRO approved, you know, like she would want to, you know, do some actions that, oh, would, yeah. you know, if, oh, yeah. if, you know, if, if my household were to initiate contact or anything that would negate the TRO. So, you know, of course, like, uh, you know, I have to I have to put a kibosh on all of that. So, you know, there's, yeah, it's very frustrating. Right. And not just for my wife, but, you know, it's humiliating for all the other females that got harassed as a part of this, too. Right. You know, because yeah. she's calling friends of mine sluts and, you know, wow. all right. this other stuff. Because so. even if you, even if you get one, she could still break it. Like, there's no guarantee that she'll abide by it. It's just more that you have something that allows you to take action, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they stop. It just means that you have something that you can try to enforce, you know, but like, who knows? She could, exactly. she could still, she could still easily portray someone else and build a whole new profile and she could easily do manipulative things. And there's not really anything that like securely stops her, you know? So that's frustrating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause that didn't stop the, uh, the anonymous accounts from happening. It still continued like up to two weeks after the court date right. of to the hearing. Right. Um, um, so I'm about a month of silence mm. right now and I'm thankful for every single day, mm. but I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I've been back on Instagram for like a week now and whenever I do get a follow request, there's a piece of my heart that drops through my ass, you mm. know, because I'm like, shit, is this going to be the day where she decides to start harassing me again? Yeah. Is it that person? It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a living nightmare, like every day. Wow. Oh. You know? Uh, so I guess. 
how you recover from that, right, is you have to really, I think you have to really just ask for support. I think this is good for you to just speak out about it, but also to tell, that's when you really have to, you just have to really get vulnerable with your friends and you have to really just tell people what's going on. Right. And that's when you have to really say, guys, help me. This is what's happening. And, and it's, it's like, it sounds like it would be really shameful, but I think that, I think that it's, it's, you have to, there's no other way. Yeah. You know, and that's part of the frustrating thing thing too, because that's part of my brand. Um, you know, as far as how people know me on social media is that I'm a, Previous to this, anyway, I've been an open book right. Right, on social media. You know, people have said, like, wow, you're posting a lot about your family or your kids, you know, and anyone can see that. Mm-hmm. It's all public. I'm like, yeah, that's the way I've always been, you know. And so I've always been out there like, hey, I'm going through this, you know, nothing as major as, as maybe this type of situation. But, you know, and other types of things, you know, people have um, always given me support. You know, like when I lost to the morning show at KPOI, you know, like a lot of love and support came through there and all these. I've always turned to social media as um, as a way to cope mm. in, the, in previous instances. And this was the very first time where I couldn't really turn to social media. Wow. It was the one thing that mm. was the tool that was bringing me down. Yeah. Yeah. I won one of the first contests you ran on KPOI as a morning DJ. <laughs> <laughs> like it was listening to something and call us with the thing. And I won one of the first ones. And then I, I tried to win the second one. They said, you already won. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I was a big fan, which is why he's here today. Well, see, this, that, that was the whole thing about K-Poi is that, well, they still don't have a, um, a budget to have any live DJs. And so that was the main hurdle for me as a radio DJ is that I had to do a morning show competing all against you know my main competition back then was hudson and scotty b which was a morning show that i originally came from right mm. right i'm going up against them both of them were live but they would really pay f- for me to record everything in an hour or so you know and so <laughs> i'd have to go in at two or three in the morning record my show and go home and get a few hours of sleep and then go to my day job wow wow and so you know i had an assistant um who would all of my contests were through Twitter, you know, other social media and stuff. No, that's so did, why I was able to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you think that your? I mean, did she ever actually confess once you once you came out and said that you knew that it was her, or like you made it obvious you knew? Did she ever confess or apologize or anything? She confessed to the parts that were obviously linked to, uh, that were obviously her, like uh, showing up to my workplace, you know, the judge asked her, you know, did you show up to his workplace? She said, yes. Um, and did you, uh, did you make Fernando uh, uh, his picture on your Facebook profile page? And did you post a collage of <laughs> photos with him in your Facebook cover photo? Yes, right? Because that's all undeniable. Right. I mean, it's, it's her. <laughs> However, um, we didn't get to the part as far as like the online harassment. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And that was the part that I guess maybe because, again, it's hard to prove, right? Mm. So we're trying to avoid going to trial at that point. Right. Yeah. Wow. So tell us how you finally got it to stop. How we finally got it to stop. Um, and that is, if it's even stopped, if we're in a break right now, <laughs> she's taking a nap on all of this. And, and then, uh, 
But anyway, um, the very last week. Um, well, the good thing uh, is our podcast my, will be guaranteed at least one new listener. <laughs> and I just want to shout out there right now. Thank you for listening. Uh, please comment, subscribe down below, comment on each page, like our Facebook page. Thank you very much. You're All welcome right. to stalk uh, us. You can stalk but us. Don't That's fine. Call, yeah, don't call Fernando. <laughs> Uh, but you can subscribe and like our page. Thank you very much. <laughs> for the very last week, I mean, throughout all of this, um, with any of these anonymous accounts, I refuse to engage. So that was my 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 rule that I made, is that um, I don't give bullies attention. And so I just didn't reply to, to any of these directly. Um, so that final week, uh, she was... Uh, messaging. She was still calling out friends of mine, calling them sluts. And then she reached out to my wife. Oh God. And my wow. wife went back and forth with her. Oh, I bet. They, Especially if she's they, from here. Saying, hey, I, yeah. Cause she was pretending, still pretending to be someone else. Oh. And she was like, Hey, I know it's you. Hey, I know it's you. Hey, I know it's you. And then, um, at that point, I think she just got frustrated oh, because I think her main, her last, move that she had would try to bring all of this to my wife's feet, right? To tell her like, Hey, he sleeps with all these women. You should divorce him. And then mm. I guess in her mind, she was thinking, of course I'd go running to her. or Crying her shoulder. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I, I really, I have to say, I think your wife needs a lot of praise because especially if she's from here, if, I mean, I'm from Maui, if that was me, that I'd just be a little bit more feisty. I wouldn't be able to just not say anything, you know, after all of that tension. So what do you mean? You would have gave her some of that Maui no ko oh, action. Not on purpose, face. not on purpose, but I mean, it's in there. It's definitely in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it comes out in, in special times. So, I mean, yeah, I give her some credit. So what's the next Good step for, for you? Are you back to are you back to whole? Are you back to where you need to be? Is there still more growth to do? Or um, I mean, every day it's you know to open my eyes and to keep going. It's I still have to convince myself to keep. It's going. that bad. Um, it yeah. really affects um, you that much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, but. Um, you know, I, I decided to get back into the rhythm of social, um, but it's still nowhere near where I used to be. You know, I, I, I think more than twice, I think a billion times before I post anything. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's hard for me now, too, because before I would post everything and everything was public. And, you know, like when you have, uh, like, say, for Instagram, if your account isn't fully public, then really, what is the point of hashtagging, right? It changes the purpose of, oh. of hashtagging because people can't find your hashtag unless they know you, right? Gotcha. So, like, say, if, yeah, so say if I'm hanging out, if I'm drinking Jack Daniels, right? And I tag Jack Daniels, unless they're my friend, they're not, only my friends are going to see that hashtag. Whereas like before you would post Jack Daniels and a guy in Tennessee would be like, Hey, this guy drinks Jack Daniels too. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, Hey, let's endorse him, you know, or any of that kind of, let's check out his you album. Know, so yeah. limit, <laughs> exactly. It limits all the stuff that, you yeah. know, I could possibly do. Mm. Um, so that, that hurts for me a lot um, in that regard. I would say you cannot let it win. Honestly, this if you if you let it stop you, I, I feel like you almost have to do 
opposite. I think you just have to just be at, still public and open and you might just need an assistant to screen all your things. I don't know. Maybe that's the way to go is just have somebody take care of all of your media so that you don't have to deal with it, you know? But I think if you stop, yeah. that is exactly what will give power and, and right. Bullies want to know that they, that they did something. They have control. Yeah. 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 And they, you yeah. know, like the, what you should be doing right now is have like, pictures of you and your wife making out there posted just like, Hey, <laughs> we're obviously we're still doing good. Thank you. You know? And I mean, just, I think that would be the biggest win was just, is to show, Hey, you didn't kill me. You didn't stop me. And instead so, you blew me up right. because the podcast is going to blow you up. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on today. Is there anything else you feel like I left out about this? Anything else you want to say? Um, I just, you know, as much as I had to avoid, you know, some of my friends for all the support and everything, uh, I still am grateful though, for everyone to, you know, to, uh, come to my rescue or, you know, just, uh, lend a hand or just say, Hey, you know, I know I can't really actually do anything, but just want to let you know, I'm thinking about you, you know, like that kind of stuff was, it all helped a lot. And to have a very handsome and good friend to offer legal advice <laughs> came through in spades. Well, you should have gone with him. I don't know why you called me after. <laughs> I, I would have gone with the handsome. I would have gone with the good looking uh, Oh, boy. I think you just did something really um, – really for the good of actually our youth, because I think this is what I've heard. The only other times I've heard of this happening is with our youth who grow up with social media bullying. That's what they're, that's what, exactly. that's what it is now. Like, no, you know, mm. in my day, people would actually be a bully to your face. You'd be, you'd be afraid a, a girl would pick you up and put you in a trash can, but now it's, you're afraid yeah. they're going to ruin your reputation and make you look like a whore online. Right. So I mean, I think that you're tapping into what your children are going to have to deal with and you're going to be so much more prepared and your story is going to help schools or going to help people just to know how to deal with this more reasonably and be realistic. It's a real thing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I thank you. And, you know, I hope it also helps out, you know, uh, if it lends any type of hand to any type of legislation that can right. Uh, make some changes or, you know, create more cyber crime units that can devote their efforts. But yeah. Let's you talk know, about that. As if, much as I- if you had a dream, like it's not a budget, it's not something like that. But if you had the law that you could change, what would have sought, what would have helped you in this situation, whether it's a law or a program, what would have helped you? And, and the other question is, what can I do? Not personally, but as a family member of someone who's going through this, what can we do to support? What can we do to, to help somebody? Well, the first part, as far as like, you know, say if there was a, a crazy budget and we could just devote a unit to this, you know, have guys that can actually devote time to um, say they have an ins to Instagram, right? Because right now, if if a person wants to contact Instagram and say, hey, I'm being harassed, there's literally no way to do mm-hmm. it. Wow. You know, there's no like info at Instagram.com. There's no such email address. There's no online form. Is that right? You know, they did away with all of that. You know, there's no way to get into those walls. It's- you know, their their whole thing is we have a whole self-reporting or, you know, if you feel that this content isn't uh, is harassment or whatever, you have to report it as such and we'll get back to you in 24 mm-hmm. hours. But there's no way to... Uh, just 
to plead your case, you know, say if there's circumstances that are unique and, you know, that, that don't qualify or don't specifically check off a box, you know, according to what they feel is harassment or whatever, you know, there needs to be some type of dialogue and communication and accountability, you know, for that. Um, I do. I agree on that with Instagram. It's a little, it's a little creepy because I have blocked people, but then when I block them, they can show up with another account within a minute. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I can't, right. And then you're like, they can look at your stories and they can even click on, I mean, so then you have to make yourself private, but even if you make yourself private, they could easily kind of some, like, like, let's say they saw that you were in a post with a friend they can start stalking that friend and do the same thing to try to find your photos. Right. And all of your followers. Yeah. Because not only did she do that to me and all of my followers, she went to my band's page and she attacked all of her followers. And so even my band had to go on, on private for a little bit. What's the point of a band's account going private? You know what I mean? When we're about to come out with an album. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was very frustrating. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Speaking of which, <laughs> album on iTunes soon? It's up. up it's right up now. and running. It's up for the world to enjoy. Yeah, it's up so, there. So uh, thanks to everyone for listening to this. If you enjoyed our podcast tonight, maybe learned something, go ahead and buy Fernando's album. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no Villains Left, Bright Lights up there right now. Is there anything else I have to say as far as uh, getting the album? No, um, it's available wherever you stream or download music. And so go ahead and check it out. Um, this is our debut full length album. Wow. Uh, last, I didn't realize this. Was, uh, What's that? I thought you guys have been together for a while. Uh, we've been together for about four years. Wow. But this is the first And so we, we started recording this about three years ago. Oh, okay. okay. No, Naomi, not, Fernando's full time. He's big time. Oh, this I was listening does. to the stuff you sent me, <laughs> and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I love the stuff you sent me. Oh, thank you so but much. But I didn't realize it was so this, recent. This album, I thought this was like, you could, you oh, know. Thank, no, it's classic. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Um, this is actually means a lot to me. This is the 10th full-length album in my musical career. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, so it's kind of a milestone for me. And hopefully, you know, I've got a, got a few more albums left in me. <laughs> oh, totally. I think so. Good. No, I love ska actually, especially because I'm from I'm from upcountry Maui, so of course that's like what we grew up with. And I, oh, nice. Yeah, you know, like ska was kind of a bad word for a while. You know, yes. in the '90s, there was that ska boom with, with Real Big Fish right. and all of that. You know, right. everybody loved ska, and then it became too cheesy, yeah. right? And you'd only hear it in like a Taco Bell commercial right? or something. And you know, it wasn't cool to be a ska band. And I had to tour and you know perform through all of that <laughs> and then now it's kind of like now these hipsters you know these kids Coming that you know, could be my kid you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> these kids are like you know like they're literally half my age and they're coming out to shows and they're like oh wow it's cool that you guys are like a 90s revival type of thing <laughs> <laughs> wow doesn't that make you feel old my goodness but, oh, every single day yeah, <laughs> i feel old all right. Well, thank you very but, much for yeah. the Aloha Friday podcast, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you. <laughs>